Welcome to the Greg Allen Podcast. Thanks for joining us where we talk about life. I truly believe that everyone has a story to tell and a lesson to teach. And that's what this show is all about. So if you're enjoying the show, please head over and leave us a review. It helps us connect, inspire and help more people like you. And I just want to do a big shout out to you for taking the time to grow and improve. So good on you. Keep doing what you're doing and good luck in life. Hey, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Steve. Yeah, g'day, Greg. My name's Steve Niveout. I'm a financial advisor um, and I work with clients about helping them meet their objectives over time. Key thing about the, the things that I do is working with them about the things that are most important to them. Uh, and looking at solving that or creating a plan so people can live their best life, both financially and and in general. Yeah, I love that you focus on the big picture rather than just telling them what stocks to buy, like most financial planners, a lot of financial planners out there just give that sort of advice. So that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's our key focus. Uh, We're we're not too worried about those kind of things because at the end of the day, that's not not the thing that's important. It's... uh, uh, the client's family and them and, and what they, they enjoy in life, uh, not particularly on how much a stock's returned or anything like that. Yeah, totally, man. So tell us a little bit about what you're experiencing. Like when this first started coming on, a little bit of fear building in the marketplace. Tell us a little bit about your experience and what you've been talking to with your clients. Yeah, well, I must admit it's, it's a crazy time. We're all in it now. Um, I'm, I'm working from home like the most of everyone else uh, in Australia and across the world. I'm juggling entertaining kids um, and in social dis- uh, distancing world, um, constant new- news feeds about coronavirus, um, short- toilet paper shortages, all those kind of things. Everyone's <laughs> in the same boat. I know everyone's doing it. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, how crazy is it? Uh, yeah. It's just uh, a bit out of control, and and we're seeing that in the market or across the board of everything. Whether it's people panic buying in the shops, um, or panic selling on the market, and we're yep. seeing the market fall, and it's crazy and volatile out there. Yeah, and even panics. Um, I've I've seen a lot of companies panic firing their staff, like if it when it's not really ready to do that in some cases. So yeah, there's a lot of panic, a lot of fear. So it's, um, you know, it's just one of these times in history that we're going to look back on and go, whoa, that was, that was an extreme time for us in business. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. So let's go through a couple of the things that you uh, are noticing and some things that you'd like to share with people to help them understand maybe what, what they can uh, do around their financial plan and how to better understand that so that they're more equipped to handle this situation, which is so unknown. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's very evident in all, all finance, uh, all aspects of what's going on is people's emotions and fear out there. The, the panic, we've already touched on that. But um, what we've got to do is not have stress dictate our, um, our decision-making. Um, the stress and fear sort of, is the sh- it shortcuts your decision making. Um, you're unable to make the right decisions in those times. Um, so it's important that you sort of gather yourself together um, and get a bit of a plan to get some control back into what you're doing so you know what you're doing there and you can make some sound decisions moving forward. The key thing I'm talking about with clients, first and foremost, you've got to look after your well-being. So 
making sure you and your family are quarantined or doing the steps that you, you want, um, doing things. If you're at home working, you've got a schedule to combat, uh, combat uh, cabin fever. Um, I know I'm going a bit stir crazy, but I've got a schedule in place to do things, to go hang out with the kids at certain times of the day, do some exercise, those kind of things, just to keep my mind, keep a bit of sanity about myself. Um, because as much as everything's going on, all that pressure, the last thing I need to do is uh, be, be falling away mentally as well. Yeah, I definitely know myself if I don't exercise and I don't give myself my own personal space, um, I don't feel very good at all. It might be cabin fever. And I seem to get more and more energetic and focused and out of control. And that's when I'm starting to get frantic and I don't make very good decisions. So I totally get what you're saying there. Um, and, you know, especially with the, the me time as well, just making sure, you know, if we, we're working from home, it's easy to transition in a split second to family life. So you're walking through the door and all of a sudden you're back home, whereas you might be used to driving home for 30 minutes and getting that time for yourself in your drive. It's no longer there. So you, some of those things, are, are those sort of the points you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, a, it's a change for everyone. Like people working from home and mixing that and having kids running around. I've got kids banging on my door trying to come into the office uh, while I'm trying to get some work done and my mind's <laughs> darting from one thing to the next thing and, and it's hard and, and you're not going to get don't don't like beat yourself up if you're not doing things how you used to because it is a crazy time out there. Yeah. Um, it's just about well, what can you get 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 back into get back in control of the controllables. Uh, get a plan in place. Have a think, think about what you're doing, and just by putting that plan in place, this is a big part of what we do. Is having a plan helps you make some good decisions and and brings uh, brings that fear and emotion out of it. Um, and knowing that you're on the right tra track and gives you a bit more peace of mind. And that's what we need at the moment um, yeah. because there's so much stuff out of control. Um, we don't know what's going on. How do we go about making this plan? Like, is it, uh, what are some of the steps that people need to follow to get this plan done? Yeah, a couple of things there. Like, and I'm doing this with a lot of my clients. And first and foremost, uh, the, the, from a financial point of view, uh, we're looking at, well, what's happening to your income? Um, is there a decrease in your income? Is it going to be affected over the next three to six months? Um, and really having to think about, well, what could that be? Um, and then looking at, well, how is that going to impact my situation? If I've got a reduced income, have I still got enough money to cover my expenses and outgoings? Um, it's, a, it's, it's probably oh, it's pretty simple in that, but I don't know if you've thought about it yet because they're the key things that we need to um, focus on and, and start thinking about. Yeah. If you if you can't, they're the they're the kids now. And that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how it is right now. So that's all good. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll keep pushing through. Just pretend they're not there. Yeah. Like I do. Yeah. So and then the next step is well, if your income isn't going to be enough to cover your expenses at the moment then you've got to jot down a list and a game plan of what are my other options here? What other sources can I draw on? So things like you might have some cash savings or your cash buffer or um, emergency account, which is a lot of work we do with clients about establishing them and now they're starting to kick in yep. right now for clients. Um, there's redrawing your mortgage. Um, a lot of people have been getting ahead of mortgages, but there's an option of cash there. Yep. And, and so just thinking about those kind of things, but writing out that list helps you get a game plan. There's your plan A, plan B, plan C, and suddenly you start feeling, oh, actually, it's not that bad. 
or I've got a game plan to work myself out of this. Yeah, I think that's the fear of the unknown when you don't know what you have coming up, whether you're losing or you're winning. That, that fear gives you that feeling of um, when you start to freak out a little bit and start working harder than you need to or, you know, or sometimes not even working at all, you know. So um, with that, Steve, is there any tools that people can use uh, online tools, uh, apps, anything like that people can use to get a better on it. Like how do you go about working out your income and expenses? We're so used to using Zero for business, but what about personal expenses? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's plenty of budgeting tools, those kind of things out there. Um, off the top of my head, I mean, Money Smart have some good calculators. That's the government website um, and they've got a lot of budgeting tools. Uh, they're pretty simple, easy to use. But the key thing there, I mean, if you haven't done a budget before, yes, it seems onerous and stuff like that. But all you need to work out, well, what income's coming in? Um, you could you could write it out on a piece of paper, use a calculator, simply, or get Excel out if you know a bit about Excel. Income coming in over the next three months. And then look at what expenses do you have mm. over the next three, three to six months, all right? What's the difference? Uh, does the income cover it or not? Um, so there's various tools out there. Um, Googling for budgets and stuff like that, but simply keep it simple. Um, we don't yeah. want an extra job now. We've got a lot of things about. Write down what's coming in, write down what's coming out, um, and just get your calculator out and work it out that way. So we've got our income, like do we have enough? What's the other things that we need to think about within our plan? Yeah, so uh, the key next thing, and this is whether your income's changing or being affected or not, is reducing your expenses. Um, it's a great time really now to cash up and, and get some money in the bank um, to, to get us through this uncertain time. We don't know how long it's going to be. It could be another month. It could be six months. Uh, we don't know, but cash is going to be your friend. That's going to give you the comfort and remove your stress. So looking at things, reducing your non-essential spend like discretionary spend. Good thing is pubs, restaurants and shops are all getting closed down. We're not going out doing that. We're sitting at home. There's a good chunk of money that people usually spend on that entertainment side of things that you can save there. The key thing is, is that you're capturing that savings and putting it in your buffer account into your emergency savings account uh, to build that up. A couple of other things might be re redraw on your um, home loan. Um, if you're ahead in your home loan, there's access to money there. Um, there's savings if you've got those. Um, remember, this is a sh it's going to be a short term, so just be a bit creative in what you can do over the next three to six months. It's not forever, um, but just think about, um, I know personally I'm at home, we're not spending anything, we're not going out in the car, the, there's no uh, f uh, fuel bills, the food bill is still the same, but we're doing it in big chunks now, but we're definitely not spending anything else. We're not we're not going to restaurants or shops or anything like that. Yeah, it's good in a, in a point of view of that we're not spending money at those pubs and clubs and, and uh, cafes, but yeah, Imagine being that business owner at the moment. It must be so scary um, having built your cafe or restaurant for so long and for it to just all of a sudden shut down. Like no business coming in the door except for takeaways, of course. But that must be so tough for those people. So imagine like on a business point of view, like the amount of cut, cutting you would have to do in that sense to keep the business alive as well, eh? Yeah, definitely. And, and it's hard. There's going to be a huge economic impact. Um, and we don't know the extent of that, but there is going to be one. Um, but you just got to think about, well, what can we do? What, what can I put in place for myself? There are some government measures out there. 
There's the small business measures. Um, there's some hardship access to super, Centrelink options, whether you're a job seeker or you've got other benefits there that are going to help. And the government's going to look to stimulate that because we need the whole economy to be okay and be able to work through this. Um, but yes, it's, it is hard and, and it, it is tough. Um, and it's just about well, what can we do to work out, reach out if you're in trouble to, to your advisors, the people that you know, to get some advice. Mm. Um, chatting to people is the key thing. Everyone's going to have different ideas. You've got to find out, gather that information, find out that what works for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, once we've cut out all of our costs, so from a business owner's point of view, are we still cutting all of our personal costs at this time as well? We're going to cut all of our personal costs because that, that's going to back feed into what drawings we need to take as a director. And then obviously that's going to reduce the costs in the company, help make that more survivable. Is that the premise there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a double-edged sword for small, uh, for small business owners because you've got your own family personal expenses um, that, you need, that need to uh, keep being funded but you've also got your business expenses. And whether you've got a cut in your income through business, you've also got a cut in your personal income because your drawings aren't coming out. Whereas a salaried employer, they might have a cut in their, um, their income, um, but they've only got their personal expenses to worry about. So there are those business measures out there. Um, so reach out and, and talk to the appropriate people about what you can do with that. But it, yeah, yeah, it's tough. So once we've... We've figured out our income and we realize that it's probably not enough and we cut our cost. Um, what if we can't cut our costs enough there and our income's dropped for whatever reason so much that we can't cover our costs? What are some things that we could do short, being short term um, that could help us through that period, do you think? Yeah, like I mentioned already, those government incentives and support packages there, um, potentially accessing super, there's there's a small amount, it's not much, but yeah. $10,000 this financial year um, and 10000 to come next financial year. Yeah. Now, that's all still going through the system and it's not actual law yet, um, but there are going to be these measures, but you just got to... That's the unknown. Um, we don't know where the money is going to come from. From so we just got to work out um, that. Speaking to your bank is probably another key thing. Um, you can get you any mortgage uh, repayments uh, put on or deferred. Yeah. Yeah. For um, three to six months. Key note there is this: not free money. It's going to capitalise onto your loan money, and your balance will grow, um, and you still have to pay that eventually. But what it does, it gives you time to get back on your feet and for us to get through the worst of what's going on. Yeah, I think that security is, and not having to stress about money is more important at this time so we can think clearly like you were talking about at the start. So that's, that's a really good tip about the banks. Do you reckon we could, um, in terms of a strategy approaching the banks, uh, can we go in first to ask for the, I've noticed some banks are cutting like half a percent or a percent off the interest rate anyway. So are we able to go in and negotiate a better price then say defer it so it locks it in? Um, it's it's going to be a case-by-case case situation with the banks, but definitely ask the question. Uh, you've got to tell the banks that say, well, this is my situation. This is what's happened. Yeah. Um, what can we do? Can we can we get a negotiate in a better rate and then get in a deferred? Yeah, great if we can do that. But every bank's going to have a slightly different approach to this. Um, I know there's a bigger push from the, their governing bodies that are wanting this to happen. 
So it's just having that conversation. And the key thing going back to what else can you do is start talking talking to more people, start talking to the advisors, those credible sources, talking to your banks. Yeah. Um, I know we've got a good program here around the, putting the resources together and everything like that. Get that information. Use that information to create the plan. That's going to give you the peace of mind, give you a bit of control so you can make some decisions based on a good decision-making process rather than out of fear and emotion. Yeah, awesome. Good, good tips. All right, so once we've got that, uh, income, cut expenses, what's the next step of our plan? Yeah. So that's the key key thing on the plan. Um, a lot a lot more of what I do involves the investment market, and yeah. everyone knows what's going on with the investment market. A bit like what's happening in the shops. There's a bit of panic buying. Everyone buying up toilet toilet paper and all those kind of <laughs> things. Shelves empty, fighting, everything like that. Yeah. There's the same thing happening on the share market. Yeah. Uh, there's that human emotion that's coming into. There's panic selling. So. Uh, it's all all doom and gloom. All the share market's coming off quite a bit, and it's very volatile. Um, and you might be freaked out uh, if you've looked at your super balance, or if you've got an investment portfolio outside of super, you would have noticed that's dropped. Um, and don't don't feel like you're alone there, uh, and you're wanting to sell out because of what's happening. Um, our brains are wired that way. Uh, we we're wired to sort of take action and, and uh, run from sort of loss and, and fear and things like that. And that's why our natural reaction, and I've had it myself and I still have it, but I go back to my learning and say, well, actually, no, what, what can I do? Re- recoup my mind and say, well, what's the best decision here? Yeah. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I'm telling clients at the moment, the market that we're in now, it's no different to what we've seen in the past. These kind of things happen during crises. The difference is that the crisis looks different every time. This time it's a, a virus and we've got added things around the health of the global community um, on top of that, um, where 10 years ago or, or a bit over 10 years ago, it was a global financial crisis. We saw things fall. It was very volatile. But I can stay and I still believe that markets are still going to continue to act like they always do. Yeah. So we're going to see more drops. We're going to see a lot more volatility. We, we might some, see some intermittent recovery days, which we've seen over the last two days. Um, we may even have a little false recovery where it starts going up and falls back down again just to screw with our minds. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, um, at the end, when we're back on our feet, we know that coronavirus does have a time horizon. Um, once we're back and businesses are back, uh, back in and people are spending money again um, and there's not too much impact, there will be an ultimate recovery. Um, so... Holding on and making wise decisions over that time. Um, general general advice that I've been giving clients uh, around what they're doing with their portfolios at the moment. Um, obviously, if you need money, then it's a different situation. You need to speak to your advisor about the best way to go about that. But for clients that have more than 10 plus years before they need their money, so it's in super, you've got a good working life ahead of you, you've got time on your side. You've got time to ride out this volatility because your investment's for the long term. Now, some clients are relying on your investment portfolios for income, um, or you may be doing that in the, in the next couple of years if you're thinking about retiring or have a different kind of plan there. Um, the key thing, if your portfolio is structured right, and it's a, and it's a big thing in what we do is you're not going to use all your money in the next, uh, or you're not going to use 100% of your money in the next 12 months or even the next two to three years. So it's only a small portion that you would need if you need a draw on that, which means selling out now while things are down. Um, but if your portfolio is structured right for your for your situation, um, 
and what, what, what's um, right for you, you'll have defensive assets in there which include cash, which are going to fund those income payments for the next 12 months or even two to three years, which gives you time again for the rest, rest of your portfolio, the majority of it, to continue to be invested for the medium to long term and give it a chance to get over the worst of this corona, corona crisis. Yeah. So with a quick, quick question around that, because people are about to, and I've, I'm, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm really interested. When people start pulling out their super 10,000 here, 10,000 next year, what's going to happen to the market when people are like, you might think every person's like, oh, I'm going to get 10 grand this year, 10 grand next year, buy a car. Like these are all the people that aren't in business and don't really have an understanding. It's like, no, I get my super now. That's awesome. I'll just do that and buy a new car or something. So when that starts to happen, what effect is that going to have on the, on the share market, do you think? I, I don't think, I mean, 10,000 is not, I know if everyone did it, 10,000 is a lot across the board, um, but I don't think they're large numbers at the end of the day. Um, people are already doing and pulling money out of the market. So, I mean, it's just an added amount of money that's coming out. Um, yes, what it could do is if everyone does it at the same time, um, share prices would continue to fall um, and, and those kind of things. But that's just part of what's going on. It's already happening. There's so much volatility. Markets are going up and down. Um, if you're watching it, you're probably very stressed about it uh, because it's not the best thing to do. But it's, we, yeah, so there, I don't think there's going to be, um, you got to work out whether it's the right decision or not to pull the money out of super. It's not. It's not, oh, great, now I can get 10, extra 10, 10 grand out of super. There's a lot of implications with that. Um, so you definitely want to be speaking to advi your advisor or, or some, someone and getting advice on whether that's the right thing because it may seem like 10 grand today, but really the effect of that um, may cost you a lot more yeah. uh, in, the, in the long run. Well, you've, you, all of those shares that you bought when it was high have now plummeted and then you take the money out and you're not getting that compounded growth anymore as it recovers so um this leads me to my next question uh on that so you said there's defensive shares in those portfolios do we have any control over what type of share we pull out um can we choose to pull out cash out of the share portfolio which would mean that it's not really affecting any of the future growth of the account yeah um yes i mean it, it all depends on how well your portfolio is structured um, if it's all just a group managed investment, then no, there's no option. Um, but if your portfolio is structured in a way where you've got good diversification in different asset classes and that's segregated, um, you can pick and choose which asset classes, be it cash now to pull out mm. to help you. Uh, and we're doing that for clients. We do, we do a lot of work around that um, suiting the portfolio for the client strategy. Um, and that involves se segregating different asset classes, including cash. So those that are needing money now, we're using up those cash stores. Um, there's also other port parts of the portfolio um, that haven't been hit in this market as much um, because of the nature of those assets. And for those that need more money than the cash stores that are there available, we're pulling on those assets rather than the ones that have been hit really hard. Yeah. Could you also pull out those cash if you weren't in a financial crisis um, yourself, pull out the cash and those other ones that you're talking about and put them onto the the low market, so that when it grows, it could uh, grow faster. Is that yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's something we'll be looking at with clients, and we're actively looking at now. 
around, well, what's your position and what's the game plan? How are you positioning yourself move, moving forward? The market has changed fundamentally. Um, where are we at? What can we do? And uh, it, it, it all depends on your personal, personal situation and what, what's there available. But it's, well, what, what, what's our game plan here? What's the plan for the, the bigger picture? Yeah. Uh, and then looking at well, what strategy we're going to employ moving forward. Yeah. Can we go on to talk about some of the uh, questions you've been asked? So maybe frequently asked questions from clients at the moment and some of the reactions you've uh, experienced just to, just to let people know that if they're feeling that same way right now, they're not alone, like other people are feeling that um, and asking the same questions. So um, if there's any questions that come to mind that people are asking right now, um, let me know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and these questions vary across the board. Everyone's having a different, um, different feeling towards these kind of things. So I've had clients who have money um, or cash and they're saying, oh, what can I do to put, uh, put, can I put some more money back in the market? So they're seeing the opportunity side of things. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the questions from the other side. Um, and that's the panic side, and they're calling up, Steve, what's going on here? Um, can, is there any way that I can move my money and make it more conservative and, and get it out of these risky assets? I've lost X amount of dollars off my portfolio or off my super, all those kind of things, and I'm just scared and freaking out. Um, so it's very normal. I think everyone's having that natural reaction. That's why the market is the way it is. Um, we are humans, and that's the way we're wired. Um, and, and it's not just like the share market is controlled by our emotions, just like we've seen in shopping centers and what people are doing there. Yeah, did you, um, did you do it too? Did you go out and get some toilet rolls and did you climb no. over people to get... <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't. Fight anyone? I, we, we actually don't have any toilet paper. We're using tissues. So. <laughs> um, but where we, we, we took some own measures within our household to to go and um, I started working from home a bit earlier than, than the whole business. Um, we took some measures to do social distancing probably a bit earlier than, than what the, the majority did. Um, but we wanted to, well, we, we sort of thought, well, this is going to get worse. It's going to happen. Let's just get down, knuckle down, get, uh, get into our little posse here, get comfortable, get yeah. our strategy going so I can keep that clear head so I don't have stress coming in or so I can keep it at bay. Um, yeah. And I, I want to make a point there. I'm not stress-free. There's plenty of stress coming my way. I'm just doing everything that I can to, how can I remove that? How can I gain a little bit more control back so I can keep a clear mind and make some good decisions? Um, how do you know when you're stressed? Have you got anything that you've learned about yourself to signal that you are now stressed and you should do something about it? Yeah, well, it's, it's a hard one. Sometimes you don't know and um, I, 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 I'm feeling it now is that I'm very sporadic with my thoughts and it's finding it hard to con concentrate on one thing or focus and, and do one thing because I'm thinking about a million things and I'm trying to solve them all at once. Um, yeah. So that's probably a key thing. Uh, when the kids are yelling and screaming at me I, then, and how I'm reacting, that's another factor of, oh, hang yeah. on, I need to take a deep breath and take some time out here. Yeah. Um, but but they're, they're little instigators and catalysts for me to say, actually, I need to do some more here. What can I do to take a deep breath and get back in and control? Look at my plan and, and, and work out, well, all right, now, yeah, that makes me feel better and then I can catch myself and, and, and get moving again. Uh, any words of advice before we finish up, man? Yeah, we're all in this together, so don't think you're alone. You're no orphan out there. Um, we're all going through this. Um, so I just think keep safe, 
keep your sound mind, keep your well-being up, focus on yourself and your family uh, and what you need to do there. Uh, obviously, listen to what we need to do as a global community. Um, but, yeah, just just keep safe and we'll, we'll make it through this. Um, and there's there's plenty of positive that we can get out of this. Cool. Thanks for your time today, Steve. No worries, Greg. Thanks for having me.